Hello, Saints. My name is Lucy Natalia Morris, and you're welcome to the Called But Chosen podcast. So in this particular episode, as mentioned previously, I'm going to be talking about the significance of 3 a.m. prayers and my personal testimony with 3 a.m. prayers and how I came about learning about 3 a.m. prayers. So I'm going to be sharing with you guys a story. So as I've mentioned many times before, I started my first two years of high school in a country called Sierra Leone that is located in West Africa. So I started my first two years of high school, freshman and sophomore year, and then my last two years of high school, I relocated to the United States, um, New York to be specific. Um, I was born in Maryland, born and raised, and so when I returned back, I returned back to New York, New York City. Um, Upon returning back to New York City, I like I had started my first years of high school in another country, so definitely I had things that I needed to like kind of make up, you know, even though I had taken the classes that I needed. And there's a whole system. If you've gone to school in another country, let's say you were born in the United States and you go to another country for schooling and you come back, you obviously have to like show like proof, you have to make sure that you have your transcripts and your records that you have taken the requirements um the required classes to be able to pass high school or move on or graduate or whatever the case is. But New York City is kind of different than most states because in addition to taking the SATs and the ACTs, you also have to pass take and pass these statewide exams called the Regents and I'm sure you guys who live in New York listening to this right now know exactly what they are. Um, they're a series of tests. You take them each year of high school and you have to have a passing score of, I think, 65% or above to pass them. And um, if you don't pass them, then you cannot graduate high school. So there are about four exams that are required, but they have many more that you can take so that, you know, obviously it looks good on your college application and things like that. But for the standard, you have to take four of them and you have to pass them. And they're very long. Okay. They're super long. They're like three hours each. And you take them each year of high school. Now, because I had started school in another country, I came back and I had to, you know, make up these tests, you know. So I took the first three and flying colors, passed them with ease, all glory to God. But there was one particular test that I took and I couldn't pass it. I took it my first time and I could not pass it. And I was like, okay, you know, maybe I just need to study a little bit harder. I took it again the second time and I still couldn't pass it. Actually, the second time that I took it, I even had a lower score than the first time I took it. And I was like, okay, maybe I need to, you know, do something different. What is happening here? You know, I tried again and I took it the third time and even lower score than the first and second time. And at that point, I just felt horrible. Now, I have this reputation in school that um, I do well in school, I make good grades, and things like that. Taking this exam, and most students, whoever is listening to me now, and you're a student, and maybe you, you like, you know, you try your hardest, you do well in school, you know what it feels like when you take an exam and it, you don't do well on it. Like, you feel so low of yourself. You feel so low. 
And if, like I said, if you have a reputation of doing well in school and everybody knows you, everybody expects that you would do well on like an exam. Let's say everybody filled an exam. They're expecting that you didn't fail it too. You, you were probably the ones that passed it. So having that reputation that you're an excellent student and seeing that you fail something, not just once, but you failed it multiple times and you failed it with a very low score is shame. It's shameful. You feel shame. You feel like you feel embarrassed and you almost feel like a fraud. And that's exactly how I felt. And that was like one of the top first times in my life where I felt like on-dwelling shame. I couldn't understand what was happening. I didn't know what was going on. And every time that I would walk past like that board, the board, like the principals, I know, I don't know if in other high schools that they do this, but in my school, we have like the principals honor roll, wherein like every student that did well, there's like a list and a ranking and, you know, Every student that's like at the top of the school, they have their names on there. Every time I would walk past that board and I would see my name, I would like turn my face away in like utter shame because I felt like I felt like I was an imposter. I guess they call it the imposter syndrome, wherein it's like a psychological thing wherein you feel like you, people are going to find you out because you feel like you're not... Um, living up to their expectations, I think that's what it is. That's how I felt like. I felt like, okay, I'm not really who people think I am. Like, I may have the good grades and stuff like that, but I can't pass the test. So that means that I'm not smart enough and I'm not qualified to even be on a board like that. And if everybody finds me out, they're going to think that, you know, that's not who I am. So that was like a low point in my life and in school. Um, and I felt horrible. I felt really horrible. It kind of like affected me for a while. There are days wherein I would wake up and I just didn't want to go to school. I remember one particular time I actually left school early because of how like down I felt. I left school early. I had to take like a sick day and just leave school early and go home because I just couldn't concentrate. I just felt sick to my stomach. Like I mentioned, you have to pass the exams before graduation. And if you don't, you you won't graduate. You'll be back the next semester um, not to pass any, not to take any classes, but just specifically to take the exam. You will have to appear back in school, in school uniform, because our school, we wear uniforms, um, to take this exam. And my, to add to my story, I went to a school wherein, I went to a really good school. My school, you had to... Um, have like a really high percentage, like a high average to get into the school. So I went to school with a lot of smart kids. So I felt like I didn't even belong. I felt like I didn't belong. And so the story actually gets interesting. I had one last try to take this exam my senior year of high school. I did everything that I could. I studied harder. I made sure I went to take extra classes. I did whatever I could to try to pass this exam. I studied my butt off. I prayed. I fasted. I talked to people that were outside of my school. Um, I talked to like my church members. I talked to mentors. I talked to friends and relatives. I just talked to whoever I could that would understand my plight and I just talked to them and they encouraged me and they prayed for me. And um, so, yeah, it had been now it's like we're approaching May, 
we're we're approaching no yes we're approaching may which was now the time for me to take this exam again so that particular week of the exam i remember just studying so hard like i would sit down in one like get a quiet area obviously in my room take out all my study sheets sit down for like hours like for eight hours straight and just study and just study and just study and just study on the last day before the exams the night before the exams I remember just studying all night long and it was approaching about 2 a.m it was approaching 2 a.m that's when I finally decided that I was going to go to bed now I hadn't decided that okay when 2 a.m comes I'm going to bed it was approaching 2 a.m. I packed up all my stuff and I went upstairs to my room. I was studying downstairs. So it was approaching 2 a.m. I was packing my bag, packing things, just sitting there, just meditating, just thinking for like an hour, going towards 3 a.m. And I just felt led to just go on my knees and just start praying. And I was literally, I was like boo-hoo crying on my knees, just talking to God like, Lord, this is my last time to take this exam. I've already failed this exam like four times, three times already. And if I don't take this exam, I'm not going to graduate. I really need you. I need you to help and I need you to step in for me. I need you to take control. I just need you to take control of my situation. So just like crying out to the Lord and just like speaking to him and just praying over and just just talking to the Lord. I prayed and then I went to bed. I woke up again around 5 a.m. and then I prayed again. Hmm. The day of the exam. I went to school with a lot of like, like I said, smart kids, like really smart kids. And most of them were overachievers, no offense, but they were. And why I say they were overachievers was because most of them were going to take this exam, this particular exam that I was going to take, but they weren't taking it because they failed it. They were taking it because they wanted to get a higher score. So it looked good on their college applications. And like I said, they were, most of them were they were they were my senior classmates. We were all in the same like graduating class. So I kinda like fit in, I guess I would say. I kinda blended in. No one knew that I was repeating this exam. They just thought, oh well, she's just taking it to get a higher grade. So <laughs> so that kind of worked out, I guess. But yeah, I went and took it with the rest of the other kids and we all had like assigned desks, so we had to take the exam in like the auditorium, like most people, and we all had assigned desks. And I was seated right in front of the proctors, and I was like, "Okay, this is fun. I'm sitting in the front row, <laughs> where eyes are all on me, and I'm gonna feel even more nervous." But nonetheless, I went in, sat down. When I tell you, I was flying through that test. I was flying through that test like it was written on my hand. I was flipping through like I was enjoying taking this. I didn't even want the test to be over because I wanted there to be more questions where I felt like I was smart enough to answer. I don't know if any of you guys have ever went through that, but I was enjoying to imagine this was a subject that I did not like. This was a test that I have taken and failed about three times now. I wanted to be over and done with, but I was enjoying taking the test. And I'm just like, what is happening here? Like every answer, like I I was answering, I was flying through, I, I knew it. It didn't take me like, it was crazy. But you know, that's the supernatural work of our Lord. So I finished the exams. Um, The first 
The first, I think, 40 questions or so are like multiple choice. And then the remainder is like you have to answer it, like short answer. You actually have to uh, fill in the answer. So um, what happens is that with the multiple choice questions, they are designed in a way wherein they are designed in a way wherein like they get um, marked in our school. And then the other part, like the fill in the blank or whatever the case is, the fill like the short answer, they send it out. So before they even send out the 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 questions that the short answer questions, they would already know who passed the exam just by the multiple choice, if that makes sense. So again, they mark the multiple choice in our school, and because of how much how many questions there are of the multiple choice, it outweighs the short answer. So they already know who's gonna pass the test just by marking the mul- just by marking the multiple choice um questions and answer. I hope that makes sense. So I took the exam and it was on my mind the entire day, every period, every class that I was going to, I was just thinking like my attention was like, oh my gosh, this is like the last time that I'm, I have to take this exam or else that's it. Like, I, I, I don't know. I was just talking to God and I was like, just keep focusing on God. She's focusing on God. Keep focusing on God. And I, my, my teachers that I had in high school were like the most amazing teachers that any student can ask for. They were just so amazing. And honestly, this is why I also tell high school students, any high school student out there that's listening to me, it pays off very well to be respectful to your teachers. It pays off very well to be respectful to your teachers because in times like that, they will really look out for you. They will be there. They want you to succeed. So don't follow what all the other kids are doing. If they're mouthing off and they're talking back to their teachers and things like that, you don't do that. You make sure that you're respectful. Make sure that when you're in their class, you're paying attention. You're focusing. You're asking questions. You're you're you know interacting. You're participating, and make sure that you're also showing up for your classes. Because when you're in time in times like these, they will really help you. They will do whatever it takes to help you, and that's what they did for me. Nonetheless, um, I finished the exam. I was thinking about it throughout the entire day. And I remember it was my last period of high school. And one of the proctors came to me and she was like, she tapped me on the shoulder. I was in like gym class or something like that. So she came to me, she tapped me on the shoulder and she was like, I have to talk to you. And I was like, oh, why does she need to talk to me? What is going on? Is this about the exam? She came, she tapped me, she pulled she pulled me to the side and she was like, we just marked your multiple choice questions and by that we know we we know that you've passed the exam. So basically you've passed the exam because we have marked your multiple choice questions. And when I tell you I screamed so loud, I'm sure they must have thought that I won the lottery because they asked me, they were like, what happened? Did you win the lottery? I was so happy, like I was I literally knocked that lady over to her feet because I literally jumped on her and I was so excited. I was so happy. I was so like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, Jesus, thank you, Lord. This was so close. Thank you. Thank you. I was so happy. My friends were like, what's happening? What's going on? And I told them, um, you know, I didn't go into details, but after I had passed and I was like, I explained to them what was happening. They didn't even know anything. 
But yeah, and I was so happy. I was like, Lord, thank you. I remember my teachers would stop me in the hallway. They're like, did you pass? Did you pass? And I was like, yeah, I passed. I remember I went home. My my mentors called me. My church friends called me. Did you pass? Did you pass? And I was like, yes. Every like literally messages were coming in. Phone calls were coming. Like, did you pass? And I was like, yes. Everybody was screaming and happy for me. And I was just so happy. Like, Lord, thank you. Like, you literally like saved me. You helped me. And I went home and I was in bed that night and I was like, "Hmm, what did I do differently? I had studied all I could before. I had fasted. I had prayed before. What was different this time around? And then the Holy Spirit just led me to that 3 a.m. prayer. That 3 a.m. prayer. Now, you're probably listening to me and you're probably thinking, okay, what really is the significance behind 3 a.m. prayers? Like, why is it different than any other prayer that you can pray throughout the day? Well, let's look at this point real quick. Let's look at number three, the number three, right? We hear the number three many times in scripture. It actually holds a very high significance in the Bible, the number three. The first example is the Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity is made up of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. That's three. Another spiritual significance of the number three was when Jesus told Peter that he would deny him three times. And we can find that example in John chapter 18, verse 13 to 27. So we see that the number three there was very prevalent because Peter did end up denying Jesus three times. Another example is that Jesus died in three days and after that he resurrected. So the number three holds a very significant value in the Bible. Another importance is that if we look at Proverbs 8 verse 17 in the King James Version, it reads, I love them that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. Now, a lot of people may believe that this scripture means that we should come to the Lord now when there's still time for us to repent. But we have many scriptures in the Bible that makes it very clear that, you know, now is a perfect time to repent and turn away from sin. Right. There's many scriptures, various that tells us straightforward. But let us hold that thought and look back at a few episodes that we talked about where we talked about sacrificial living and how we can show our reverence for God and our total commitment to God by sacrificing the things of this world in order to really serve him. And that's like the ultimate show of love when Jesus Christ came to this earth and died on the cross for our sins. Because John chapter 15 verse 13 says in the New King James Version, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. So when we sacrifice something for something else, that is the true meaning of love. So Proverbs 8 verse 17 is telling us that I love them that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. So love means to sacrifice. Therefore, if we sacrifice our sleep and we seek the Lord early, we shall find him. And lastly, 3 a.m. is usually a very quiet hour. On a general note, it's like a moment, it's like an hour of solitude because it's usually quiet and again most people are asleep generally most people are asleep at that hour and it's very quiet and so when we make it our mission to really just wake up early and get to the presence of God because most people say um 
most people believe that during those hours, it's when they can, you know, get their creative mind going. They really get um, inspiration. They think outside the box and they get ideas on different things that they want to do. So what more could it be for us than to wake up early to really seek the presence of God? We're getting something even better, you know, and it's telling us here clearly that when we seek him early, we seek his presence early in the morning, we will find him. So this is something that you need to ask the Holy Spirit to lead you to pray about it and try it and try it and see. So I just wanted to share my testimony with you guys and encourage you guys to start waking up early to talk to the Lord and connect and read his word and pray. Um, And the Lord would do amazing things. He would definitely do amazing things. So thank you guys for listening. And I will talk to you guys in another episode. Bye for now. I just want to take the opportunity to pray for anybody who hasn't yet surrendered their life to Jesus. Just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge my sins and turn away from them now. Jesus, I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Take total control of my life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer, I believe that you've become born again and you are welcome into the kingdom of God.